It's the NBA playoffs and one of the biggest stars in the game is struggling. I've got the goods on what's happening with his card value and plenty more. And I'm here to tell you which cards to buy, sell, or hold. This is The Forecast. Welcome to another episode of The Forecast. As always, I am happy to be hanging out here with you guys on a Thursday. We've got an action-packed show for you today. Lots of card value to be had on today's show. Now, if you're new to The Forecast, I want to remind you guys who I am. I don't like to do this every episode, but hey, here's a refresher. My biggest claim to fame at this point might be that I'm Jeff Wilson's sister. So there's that. Okay, that's at the top of my resume these days. But... Also on my resume, I am a sports radio host. I host a local show in Miami on 790 The Ticket, and I also host on ESPN Radio on the weekend nationally is on Sirius XM and on the ESPN app. So I've been in this business for a really long time, and now I'm here to talk sports cards with you. What we do on the forecast is we kind of try to mix sports cards with sports a little bit because... Most everybody in the hobby loves themselves some sports, right? A lot of us, we love sports. It's why we got into sports cards when we were kids, or maybe you're just getting into it now. A lot of people get into it because they're nostalgic about trading and collecting when they're kids, and then you get back into it as an adult. But a lot of that love comes from a deep-rooted affection for sports. So on the forecast, we kind of married the two together. I give you a little sports, I talk about the specific players, and then of course on the back end, we talk about the card value, and I give you the latest from market movers on what's happening with each player's card value. So today I got five cards to talk to you about. We're gonna span sports as always. We are going to start in the NBA because it's the NBA NBA playoffs, and there's a lot to talk about. But right before I hop into that, I want to remind you guys, as always, that this episode of Sports Card Investor is brought to you by our friends at eBay, your number one spot for cards and collectibles. With the largest inventory of sports cards from basketball to soccer, and with buyers from all over the globe, eBay is your leading place to buy, sell, and invest your cards. So I mentioned it's the NBA playoffs, and because of that, Noel R. suggested we talk about Giannis. And let's do it, because Giannis right now, obviously one of the best and one of the biggest stars in the game, and yet it's struggle city right now for the Milwaukee Bucks in the second round of these playoffs. At least here at the time of taping, the Bucks are down 0-2, and, and frankly, the Nets are manhandling the Bucks so far. But we know Giannis is an unbelievable player. There's no question there about Giannis Antetokounmpo. He averaged 28 points per game per, in the regular season, 11 rebounds per game as well. The only real knock against Giannis at this point is his lack of playoff success. His 2013 Select RC PSA 10 is averaging almost 1100 bucks right now, which is going for less than half of his Prism with a much lower pop count. So let's take a look at his 2013 Prism Base PSA 10. That card is down 38% over the last 30 days. Now, remember, the Milwaukee Bucks... They swept the heat. I mean, they are a much improved Bucks team. They added Drew Holiday to their cast, amongst some others. I really think they upgraded their roster. And I think they really focused on being able to beat that Heat team in the offseason. They did just that. They sweep the Heat in the first round of the playoffs. 
So that happened this month as well. It's not like over the last 30 days, they've just been getting crushed by the Nets like they are right now. They also swept my team, the Miami Heat. So I'm surprised his card is down so significantly in value. Giannis, of course, had everything to do with the, the success of the Bucks there in that first round. So let's take a look at his 2013 select base PSA 10. Now, over the last 30 days, that card is down 19% in value. So we have some pretty significant declines here in value for Giannis Antetokounmpo's cards. A bit surprising, considering that the Bucks do look significantly improved, even if the Nets are having something to say about it. But certainly... Giannis hasn't fallen off as a player, and we know he's staying in Milwaukee. So, Jeff, what's happening here? What do we do with Giannis's card? Do we buy? Do we sell? Or do we hold? It was on this very show a few months ago when Giannis came up as a buy-sell-hold pick, and I actually suggested I would be selling Giannis, and I got absolutely roasted in the comments. People told me I was crazy for considering selling Giannis cards. But the reason I gave was that I didn't think the Bucks were actually going to be contenders this year. I thought the Nets were that much better than them. And I worried that another early playoff exit for the Bucks would cause Giannis's card prices to tank. Well, guys, we might be looking that in the face right now. I think you should have sold your Giannis cards a few months ago. When I first made that prediction, you could have gotten out from underneath those Giannis cards for some good profits. If you have them at this point in time, I would hold. There's no point selling them right now. The market for basketball in general and Giannis cards as well is down quite a bit. I do worry it will go down a little further if the Nets complete this series against the Bucks, and they look certainly dominant in the first two games. We'll see what happens from here on out. But... They're already down a fair amount. I do love Giannis as a long-term player. I just worry about him and the firepower that the Bucks currently have. And I think his card prices probably going to decline a little further in the weeks and months ahead. Sylvester B wants us to stick with basketball, but he wants us to talk about a player who's no longer in these playoffs. Technically, he never really made it to the playoffs, but he was in the play-in tournament. And that is Steph Curry. Now, Steph Curry worked his way into the MVP conversation this season. He was carrying the Warriors basically by himself, carried them in that play-in tournament, and at the last second just could not get it done. He averaged 32 points per game while shooting 48%, over 48% actually. He was shooting over 42% from three. His cards have become extremely expensive. So that's what's interesting here about Steph Curry. He has less movement on his cards than other superstars have. Collectors now are buying up things like his 2012 Prism, some optic cards, because the rookies for Steph Curry are just way out of reach at this point. They are insane. Panini upper deck rookies show Curry and Davidson uniforms, so those are less valuable. Tops is the baby face card. It averages about $10,100 over the last 60 days for a PSA 10. His cards also have really low pops compared to other mega stars. So let's take a look at Steph Curry's 2009 Upper Deck Base PSA 10. That card's down just about 8% over the last 60 days. Nothing crazy, pretty stagnant. His 2009 Panini Base PSA 10, a low pop, you're less than 500. That card is down 19% over the last 60 days. So that one's down 
a bit more in value over the last couple of months. And his 2009 Tops base PSA 10, even a lower pop, less than 400 of this card, is down 17% over the last 60 days. So very expensive cards for Steph Curry. They've declined slightly in value, obviously, Steph, not in these playoffs. So Jeff, what do we do here with Steph Curry? Do we buy, do we sell, or do we hold? Steph Curry, to me, is an absolute cornerstone card to any sports card investment collection. Steph was a game changer. He completely changed the way that the current generation of NBA players approach the game. And when we look back 20, 30, 40 years from now on this era of the NBA, it will be Steph Curry who is looked at as one of the players who absolutely revolutionized basketball. And for that reason, I think his cards make a wonderful long-term investment. Now, they have been dipping some recently, a combination of many basketball cards going down, plus the fact that Golden State was eliminated early from the playoffs. I would probably wait a little longer, see, watch the graphs, watch the graphs every day in Market Movers or the Sports Card Investor app. When you see things plateau, maybe start to slightly tick back up. That's the moment I would buy. I do think Steph Curry is a great long-term buy. I would just be patient and wait for the absolute best price. Chris W. wants us to talk some football, so let's do it. Let's talk about the most important position in the NFL, and Matt Stafford plays that position. He plays it now for the Los Angeles Rams. He, of course, got traded there to an already pretty great Rams team. Now the Rams have upgraded, I think we all at least think quite significantly, from Goff to Stafford at that quarterback position. He passed for 26 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, well over 4,000 yards in 2020. The former number one overall pick by Detroit. He could just never really get anything done in the postseason. I mean, he played for a not very good franchise in the Detroit Lions. Overall, people have always said he's a pretty good quarterback on a pretty bad franchise. His cards got a bump after his trade announcement to LA in January, and then another bump in March before that trade became, or when that trade became official. An extremely low pop count on Matt Stafford's cards, at least in terms of for a quarterback. So let's take a look at his 2009 Topps Chrome Base PSA 10. There are only 95 of these, up 610% over the last 180 days. So a huge boost in value for this card. His 2009 Bowman Chrome PSA 10, even a lower pop count, 87. That card's up 173% over the last 180 days. So significant rise in value for Matt Stafford's cards. We all assume a new quarterback, a new environment, and that Los Angeles air is going to look good on Matt Stafford. So Jeff, what do we do here with his cards? Do we buy, do we sell, or do we hold? Whether you should buy, sell, or hold Matthew Stafford cards comes entirely down to how you think the Rams are gonna do this season. If you believe that Stafford coming to the Rams can help them revitalize that incredibly potent offense they had a couple of seasons ago, then this would be a great time to buy Matthew Stafford cards. If you believe that the Rams could make a Super Bowl run under Stafford, then definitely buy now. His cards already went up a lot when Detroit traded him to LA, but they've come down some since then. So this is probably a pretty good buying window that we're now entering. 
And if he starts hot and the Rams start hot, expect his cards to spike up as the football season gets underway. Of course, on the other hand, if the Rams don't look great, if he doesn't look great, then expect his cards to drop. So the decision is very speculative and ultimately it's up to you. I think he'll do good things, I'd buy, but ultimately you've got to decide based upon how you think the Rams are gonna perform. On to baseball we go. John F wants to hear about Francisco Lindor. I'd like to hear more about that contract. I'd like to have some of that contract in my bank account. So let's talk about Lindor, right? He signed a massive 10 year, $341 million contract with the Mets back in April. How sweet it must be, right? He's only got five home runs and 13 ribbies so far this season. He is struggle city, struggling overall, but he started to kind of come to life in recent weeks. So maybe Lindor is about to turn it around. All his cards on market movers are down 46% over the last 60 days. So I wonder if there's an opportunity here. Jeff's about to tell us. His Tops Chrome is a signature card, but his Heritage has more sales over the last same period of time, the last couple months. His Heritage is averaging about 106 bucks, while his Tops Chrome is averaging $287 over the last 60 days. So let's take a look at the charts here. His 2015 Tops Update PSA 10 is down 61% over the last 60 days. Now his 2015 Heritage Base PSA 10 is down 26% over the last 60 days. I mentioned Lindor's been struggling. He certainly got paid not to struggle. He needs to turn it around to be worth any semblance of that contract. But is there an opportunity here, Jeff? What do we do? Buy, sell, or hold? Francisco Lindor, he is off to a rough start this season, but let's not forget this guy is only 27 years old. He is adjusting to being in a new league. He's adjusting to being in a new ballpark that's more of a pitcher-friendly ballpark. You've got to think that this slump is only temporary. And this week, my sports card investor team every week sends out an email to all of our Market Movers members, and we talk about cards we're buying and why we're buying them. And Teapot, Tyler Nethercott, my VP of Sports Card Data and Operations, this week he said boldly he is buying. Francisco Lindor cards because he thinks the slump will eventually end. This guy still has many great years ahead of him of returning to form. And by the way, the Mets look to be a really legitimate team. They're doing really, really well this season. So this guy could, if he improves, he could actually make an impact in the postseason. And that is always good for a player's card prices. I like Teapot's analysis. I am a buy on Francisco Lindor. Tiger, Tiger Woods, y'all, Ryan S. He wants us to talk golf. I don't normally get to talk golfers, but let's talk about the greatest golfer to have ever lived in Tiger Woods. Currently, he's rehabbing, of course, after that car crash. He's apparently learning to walk again and starting to be able to do that. I mean, we are a long way from talking about Tiger Woods ever being able to make a return to golf. His 2001 Upper Deck PSA 10 is averaging about $490 over the last 30 days. It could be a good early buy anticipating the next bump, whether that's him somehow miraculously coming back to golf or even him announcing his official retirement from golf. Either way, you know, there's probably another bump to be had here in the future with his cards. His golf status, that's something to consider overall when we're talking about Tiger Woods' cards. Golf status in the hobby generally. It's down over the last 30 days, but it has been climbing here over the last couple weeks. It's worth noting 
that Tiger Woods' cards have a high pop count. So golf is certainly healthy in terms of Tiger Woods in the hobby. Let's take a look at his 2001 Upper Deck Base PSA 10. This has a population of over 10,000. This is a produced card here. It's down 16% over the last 30 days. So down a little bit, nothing crazy. We don't know, of course, what's happening here with Tiger Woods' future. He is a legend. I just called him the greatest ever, even if you don't have him as the greatest ever. He's certainly one of the greatest of all time. We know what happens with those guys when their legends are already secured normally over time with the legends. It's a long play and their cards are going to go up over time in value. But Jeff, am I right? What do we do here with Tiger Woods? Buy, sell, or hold? Here's the interesting thing about Tiger Woods cards. There had not been a new set of golf cards released for a few years until just recently. This year, Upper Deck has come out with two new sets of golf cards. They came out with a 2021 Upper Deck Artifacts Golf a little while ago. And then this week, they're coming out with a new set that a lot of people are anticipating, 2021 SP Game Used Golf. And so the question is, could this actually revitalize interest in golf cards a bit? Could older golf cards see a bump because people are gonna be chasing newer golf cards in breaks? I think it's interesting. And for that reason, I'm a buy right now on Tiger Woods, but not just for that reason. Tiger Woods is obviously the GOAT of golf and he should be in your sports card investment collection. If you are building a collection of cards that you wanna hold for the long run and, and see those hopefully appreciate over the course of many years, then buy the goats. And Tiger Woods is one of those goats. So I don't think you can go wrong buying Tiger Woods cards, especially if you're gonna hold on to them for some time to come. All right, guys, so another awesome week of us taking your suggestions and giving you the players and the cards that you guys want to hear about. So keep them coming. Keep suggesting right here on YouTube under this YouTube video who you want to hear about next week right here on the forecast. And even if you don't hear about your guy next week or your gal, we can maybe get to it the week after. We do take note of all the suggestions that we're getting over the week. So make sure to comment, comment anything else you want as well. I appreciate you guys watching. I appreciate you guys interacting as always. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the channel. All you have to do is hit the bell icon. It's free, it's easy, do it, it helps us. We'll see you guys next Thursday right here on The Forecast. And as always, hey, happy investing.